All right, check. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I've got a special guest named Douglas Hegel. He's a graphic designer, outdoorsman, does all kinds of sweet graphics for outdoor stuff, things like that. And we're going to BS a little bit, talk some hunting, talk some graphic design, and just see how he's doing. He always had a, I think he's still got him. If, if he does, he's really old now, but he was a uh, mountain cur. And okay. man, just the pattern, like on his rib cage. Yeah. I love it. It's like the coolest looking thing ever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like it that, is sweet. It's like that tiger stripe, almost like a smallmouth bass or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of that way. Yeah. Yeah, man. So what's up? Tell me. Not much. Just busy week. Um, uh, well, I mean, I'm getting ready to go to Montana for a big event out there, um, which I'm pretty pumped about. I'll be doing that in two weeks. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of it's uh, it's called uh, Backcountry Hunters and Anglers hosts like a rendezvous every year. So it's kind of just like a big party. Yeah, I seen a post that you made about it. Um, I, I didn't I didn't recognize it, but what what's the what's the gig? What do you do there? So I'm going to be set up with a ve- as a vendor. Um, basically, the premise of it is just like a big party, but there's like a ton of like really big named outdoor people there. Yeah. Um, like Saturday night, like there's going to be like a campfire and uh, like, do you know who Randy Newberg is? Um, I probably probably do if I see him. Randy Newberg. He, he's a big. Uh, he's like. He's a. He's an older dude, but he's like one of the best known like uh, elk. I got you. Uh, like hunters, and so he's just going to be like telling stories around a fire, basically. Yeah, that'd be um, fun. Yeah, but I got I have a booth set up, and there's like sixty other booths, and I'm like the only like small business. Oh, I mean, there's like other like small business, but like one man shops. Like the booths that are going to be next to me are like First Light, Benchmade, oh, Vortex, Onyx. Yeah, and like all this stuff, so I'm just like take. I I literally spent all my money just to like, hopefully this like works out for yeah, me. Yeah, you might you might make some contacts there, you know, that could be life changing for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited about that, and I've just been kind of gearing up for it, and then obviously trying to get like work done. So yeah, Is Cam, um, Cam Haynes gonna be there. I don't know. I mean, he could uh, challenge him to I an mean, arm wrestling competition. <laughs> yeah, dude, no way. <laughs> His arms are like three of mine. Yeah, man, that guy's a beast for sure. Yeah. No kidding. But yeah, yeah, dude, I just wanted to get you on here and talk deer hunting, talk a little bit of graphic design. Um, yeah. You know, like around here where we are um, in Kentucky, the only thing as far as big game animals is whitetail deer you know you can coyote mm-hmm. hunt uh turkey hunt stuff like that but you're in pennsylvania correct yeah okay and are you like really far east pennsylvania yeah i'm like southeast like bottom corner of gotcha. pa like pretty much like where i grew up not where i live now but where i grew up was like 20 minutes from the maryland border okay yeah so we're in like southeast kentucky so kind of the same thing you know all the way southeast of kentucky and like appalachia mountains that sort of thing does appalachia go all the way up to pa 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The trail okay. goes through PA. Um, okay. My buddy just did the trail, la- like, within the last seven months, and, yeah, he got off at a few spots. <laughs> Actually, it's only, like, 20 minutes from my house where it, it starts yeah. coming through. Did you drop him so. a care package? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I actually didn't see him because I was busy. He's actually better friends with my my younger brother, um, but they all got together and had a good time. Yeah. So out of siblings that you've got, is it just the younger brother? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's, he's actually he's the, the taxidermist, one. right? Yeah. Yeah. And he's the one that got me into deer hunting. Like yeah. he's been like my big brother through it. So yeah. Uh, How long yeah, had he hunted before uh, before he got you into it? Well, we started hunting at the same time, um, but like I wasn't as into it just because like my brother, dad, and I all started deer hunting at the same time, and we were, we all we had was just like public land that was like heavily yeah like like pressured and like we just didn't know what we were doing with scent or anything and. Like, yeah, out there doing yeah, like all I, the I, old uh, the old wives' tales, like yeah, rubbing yeah, marshmallows yeah. on trees. <laughs> oh my <laughs> crazy gosh, stuff. dude! Yeah, oh yeah, it was it was it was pretty crazy. Yeah, like we just, I, my brother and I just thought we could walk around with guns and probably get lucky every yeah. now and then. And yeah, yeah. Um, so he kind of sounds like us. Yeah, yeah. Like early on with uh with us deer hunting. It was kind of pre-internet. I got started super young. Dad was taking me and my brother, you know. Um, shoot, I was probably eight, and I think he was, you know, maybe nine or something like that, a little bit older than me. And he went like a time or two before I started going. And, you know, like pre-internet, you can't really look up things. You can't really make you, – you just kind of have to try stuff, throw stuff at the wall mm-hmm. to see what works. So we would be like doing scent drags. I remember the, the stupidest thing that I've ever seen was like these punk uh you know what punk is like for lighting fireworks and stuff it almost looks like roundup cardboard you light it and it stays lit for a long time so you like touch it to the fuses and stuff it's kind of like a torch or something dude they made they made dough and estrus punk sticks and you like stabbed them in the ground and lit them (laughs) and they smoked i was like even at even like at eight years old i was like how can this even they're gonna smell the smoke natural yeah smoking smoking dope is <laughs> like, yeah dude there's no that way did you guys ever That's do any awesome. any crazy stuff like that um i mean not real no i mean a few times like i would like grab like a bottle of uh like estrus or something like that and then like not tell my dad and just dump the whole thing behind him <laughs> just because like my dad and I are a lot in the same where, like, we both, like, go completely off of our impulses and, like, once, like, we hear something, we can get, like, this way or the other way or, like, if we do something to put ourselves in a good position, like, if you would lay asterisk on a time where you thought it was smart, you'd yeah. be thinking about it the whole time. So I used to just do stuff without him ever knowing yeah. and, like, like stuff would happen for him, um, but it would i wouldn't lay it in smart spots so he'd be on the ground looking this way and then this big buck starts coming down the hill towards him as he's just sitting there probably just gonna like yeah trying to mess with him um so like yeah just dumb stuff like that yeah that sounds like us man we used to 
we used to get into some crazy stuff. I remember, you know, dumping out just entire bottles of dopey and then stomping in it and walking to your tree stand, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. Have you ever yeah. had any luck doing like scent drags and stuff like that? Um, no, I, this year, the one thing that I did was my dad got a, uh, he got a decoy and I was like, I just want to try it out. And we had this area that's like, it's like, it's, it's in the woods, but like, it's kind of like urban hunting with like how close it is to the, like people's houses. There's people like one is hunting it because like the deer are in there stuff but like you can see their house kind of from your stand and whatnot so like yeah. you and uh so you're it you're kind of exposed but I, it was like you know what i'm gonna try this so i took the this 10 point like decoy out and then the day before my brother he harvested a nice deer at his property so i cut the glands off stuck them to that decoy yeah and then put like did like all the fakes i did everything that i could and it was really cool because i got to I, and i sat on the ground i was just like if anything happens i just want to watch this from the ground and just like be in this and i knew this spot i just set up some big branches in front of me and then this small i actually have the video on my instagram just a small little i mean i guess it could technically be a four point he's basically a spike with like the just a force points but he hit everything and followed everything that i had laid out and like he was small but it was so cool to see and then he actually ended up walking right up to me and just like looking oh, at me the, in the face the video in the video yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. that one yeah i remember um, that yeah and that was just like i mean yeah like i said it was a small deer but honestly that was probably the coolest experience i've ever had hunting just because i got to watch like that animal from the ground and just come yeah. up so close and do everything that i laid out for it obviously he's young and isn't as smart as a big buck um so still, get, still cool man getting to see him that yeah. close in the wild yeah yeah you know, for sure there's been like there's been a few times um we hunted on the ground and like during the rut you're just sitting there chilling looking down like a holler or something or a creek crossing and you start hearing some leaves back behind you like running dude we've had deer like almost touch our shoulders and stuff just blast by us yeah doing like 30 miles an hour chasing each other um that's crazy yeah that's wild because you know you never know how big they are you just hear them coming so you're like freaking out trying to get your gun up because you laid it down like while you were trying to eat a twinkie (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that's that's hard like a ground hunting's tough because like you want to be mobile and then you kind of leave stuff around sometimes like the best thing you could do is just keep it all on you the dumbest thing you do is leave something behind yeah yeah it Um, sucks like trying to hold your gun the entire time but you know the time that you set it down man as soon as you set it down is when the magic's gonna happen yeah yeah it is pretty crazy my first time hunt my first sit ever when i was 16 i actually was sitting like and this was like opening day for rifle and i was sitting with my back against this big rock cliff and i was sitting there all morning didn't nothing happened like i wasn't even in a good spot for anything and i hear my dad and my brother coming up behind me walking up to me and so i'm like all right like i'm gonna like I'm going to get up, get out of here. Like I'm going to check out where they are just in case like they push anything in. I look over to see them and it's not them at all. It's literally four deer within <laughs> three feet of me. And they saw me and I was like, I was 16 and I never hunted before. So I was like, it's kind of intimidating seeing like 
yeah. mature does that close to you. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there, and I hear it actually walking up to me behind this rock, and it can't see me. And I'm sitting there, and from two feet away, this doe peeks its head around this rock. And we're just both staring at each other, like, eyes to eyes. Yeah. Just like that. And it was that uh, my first time seeing that was like probably one of the most intense things that's ever happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. You were probably like, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They didn't like it much because they took off and almost took me out while heading out of there. But yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. When they blow, when they blow and bust and just, you know, peel tracks getting out of there, it, like it'll make you jump, you know, especially yeah. if they're that close. We yeah. had, um, there's a video on, um, I think I think I threw it up on Instagram. It was me and my brother. We went into a spot and like up up in northern Kentucky where we lease uh, a little patch of land. Um, there's a lot of uh, like old rock fences, so they take creek rocks and just stack them up, you know. And I don't even know how old they are, but mm. we went into a spot and I had a tree in mind because I'd hunted there previously. And we get to the spot, and we're, like, looking at the tree. And we got we snuck in there. It took so long getting there that we just decided, like, instead of climbing the tree, let's just sit down because now it's, like, prime time. As soon as we sat down, we're both, like, behind this rock fence, kind of, like, just peeking over it because we come mm-hmm. from behind us, so we're <laughs> looking over it, like, into this thicket. Dude, this doe comes down the hill, like, straight at us, beeline. The wind was blowing, like, in our face, so it was perfect. And she walks up to the fence, and I told my brother, I was like, dude, there's a doe a couple feet on the other side of this rock from us. And uh, me and him's like both like peeking over it. <laughs> and while we're peeking, he was like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, it's right here, man. The doe, the doe goes and like looks over the rock fence. Yeah, like you said, eye to eye. Yeah. Like right wow. on us. And it like started stomping its foot, you know, and like That's walked crazy. up to the fence. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that, though, is, it's super fun, man. Like you get some really good stories out there spending time yeah 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 you do i mean i mean the coolest part is most times really nothing happens for the most part i mean i'm at the point now where like there's a good chance i see deer but like seeing deer it gets at a certain point starts to become a little normal but those like really weird ones that pop up especially if you're on the ground it gets it gets weird on the ground um It it is really cool, especially like when you get to see something that you've never seen before. Yeah, you guys got a uh, got a lot of coyotes and stuff up there. Um, not really. I've had one when I was hunting on the ground. I've only ever seen one, and he walked like twenty five yards away from me and never saw me. Yeah. Um, we go hunt out in Ohio though. Mm-hmm. Um, and that place. That's that's some crazy. Is it infested? Like it gets. Oh man, it is weird. Like they'll, if you get into their like habitat, they'll like escort you out. And the they're dark. creepy. They're creepy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They do not want you there. Mm-mm. Yeah, up there, uh, up there where we hunt, it's actually like, if you if you go out and hit I seventy five and go north, you'll be in Ohio probably twenty minutes, something like that. <laughs> okay. So it's it's like far north Kentucky, but. Yeah, there's a lot of coyotes up there. That place we hunt, they they do some creepy stuff too. Yeah, yeah, they've come up to our tents and like, like they'll smell them. You, could, I've my dad felt one push its like <laughs> nose against his head through the tent. Yeah, yeah, wow. um, yeah. They they're, they're I mean when they're in the pack they're pretty 
you know, they're kind of confident out there. Yeah, exactly. That's um, the thing. Like, if, if you see one, well, for like our place, if, if I see one, they'll usually split as soon as they catch wind or see you, you know. But yeah. I've had I've had some pretty weird encounters with those things, man. Like, the, the craziest thing that ever happened to me was I was hunting in a super old tree stand, like a two-man stand, and right in front of me, uh, a coyote comes up and like is crossing over the little hilltop, and uh-huh. he's got this huge bone in his mouth. It looked like a it looked like a scapula out of a deer, plus like the humerus, and it was uh-huh. hanging like out of each side. It crosses the hilltop, and I've seen like a few guys online and stuff. This this was years and years ago. Um, take their hand and like squeak like you know for like a rabbit call. Uh-huh. So I was like, eh, I'll try it. So I start doing it. He drops his bone turns around and like gets on the ground and like starts sneaking back up the hill towards me. And the problem was he got up there and caught my wind and then blasted out of there. But yeah, yeah. dude, watching him like drop that bone and just turn around and go into, I'm going to kill it mode. You know, yeah. it, it was pretty wild. They do some weird stuff. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I've never had anything like that. Um, but yeah, a lot of other guys that we go out there, we actually have a buddy from Kentucky, um, just because it's real close, he he comes out and hunts Ohio with us too. So, yeah, um, yeah, they're always out there. Every single night you hear them. Do you guys do any good up there, coyote hunting? Uh, I've actually never gone coyote hunting. That's not re- really my thing. I don't like spending time doing anything that I'm not getting a large bit of meat from. Yeah. Um, but I I think my brother either did or was planning to. And then my dad's he, he's into it. He's got like the whole like therm I think the thermal scope. Yeah. And like all that good stuff. So um yeah. They I mean they want you hunting them out there cuz it's just that crazy. Yeah, there's so many. How long is the commute yeah. for you guys to get over to uh... <laughs> uh if I remember correctly, I think it's about 8 hours. That's a skip. Yeah, sure. so yeah. Yeah, it's definitely uh definitely takes some time yeah um and then once you get out there you're like tired and but then if it's dark like you'll see more deer than you've ever seen in your entire life like you just like 200 in a field at one time and it's just yeah it's insane the number it's just a totally different place than where i'm from yeah so there in ohio do you go over there and deer hunt some or yeah yeah that's okay. that's all i've ever done um and then, like, we've gotten, like, turkeys. Sometimes we've gone over where there was, like, uh, like turkey season popped up. Because um, yeah. there's a lot of turkeys out there, too. Um, but, yeah, we, we, we deer hunt out there. Um, last year, we did pretty good. My dad, brother, and I went. And then we didn't see anything for the whole week. And my brother and I just kept changing our plan, changing our plan. And then down to the last day, we finally found a spot that we liked. My brother sat up. We sat up on two different hillsides. He shot a buck, which I heard die, which was really interesting. It was just like this big grunt, kind of like a death grunt from like a bear. And then that was just the last breath. You just heard it just... And then later that... And it was our last day, too, so it was really nice. And then later that day, my dad and I... Because it was our last day, and then we were coming back for the year, we ended up shooting two does, so we had some meat to come home yeah. with. So, uh, yeah, it was a good trip. Yeah. So, like, as far as graphic design goes, whenever you're out there hunting, I don't know how, like, your brain works, but for me, like, if I'm sitting in a tree stand, my head is just 
thinking like ideas and stuff the whole time. Yeah. Do you do that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it, it, it depends on where I'm at. Sometimes I really do need a break and like I can really check out a work sometimes. Um, but then other times, like I definitely let it run, especially with like different things that I want to keep like other people engaged with it. Not just like, um, it, it, it's just, it's everything's like always moving, especially with like social media and Instagram and stuff. So like my biggest thing when I'm sitting out there is just trying to like be like, all right, where's, like what the heck does everybody else want to see yeah and like how can i like translate that through what i'm doing out here um and connect it so that like i can also get content out here as well and everything kind of feels like connected um which it can be i think that's a tough thing to just bridge that gap sometimes so that's kind of where i i think that's probably one of the things i think about the most when i'm sitting out there yeah yeah i feel you on that like um you know, we got the we got the YouTube channel, we've got Instagram, stuff like that, and it's it's a lot to keep up with, you know. Plus yeah. when you're hunting, you wanna hunt, or at least I do, you know. And growing up hunting, I always wanted to film the hunts, like once we got, you know, a little older and enough people was like, Man, we you guys gotta start filming, you know. So we, we actually started doing it, but it, it's a fine line of spending too much time trying to film trying to make content and like actually yeah. enjoying hunting, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, and probably the past three or four years, I've, I finally got to a point to where I get enough good content, but I'm not just blowing out constantly trying to get like everything on camera, you know, or like, yeah. cause it's, it's tough. Cause you're trying to do like YouTube videos. Plus you're trying to, you know, put out stuff on Instagram at the same time. And I, I don't, I don't want to put out anything unless, you know, I actually like it. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, a lot of people, they just throw something on there. And if they don't have anything to throw, they just steal a reel from somebody else's page and put it on theirs. And it, it's yeah. kind of BS. Like, I, I want to keep our stuff our stuff, you know? Yeah, I'm sure you're, sure you're the same way. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I kind of, I really don't have any other choice. Like, everything's like set up that it runs through me and people hire me because it's all through me. And, um, I've I've actually even like just in the sense of trying to bring on other people to help me with designs. Like I've done that in the past and like, I would actually honestly just refer clients to other people. If I knew there was better people out there just because, um, yeah, like it's gotta be, the stuff that I'm providing people with, like the, what they're paying for is to get it from me. So yeah, it's just like uh, nobody else is me. So like, yeah, like, like you said, like just making sure like everything is, you know, relaying what you're trying to relay and is up to your standard. Like that's huge, especially for like creating those brands and having that consistency that people know what they're going to get when they watch you and what brings people back to watch you. Yeah, so mostly like with the stuff that you do, um, that's not really something that I've done a lot of. Typically, anything that I've designed, like over, I've, I've just really gotten into it over the past year, which I told you that, you know, on the phone the other day. But most of the stuff I do is like a little bit more, um, kind of like commissions. Like they tell me, you know, turn this into this kind of stuff like that. Not, not mm. starting from scratch and trying to help somebody build a brand. And I'm, I'm kind of leaning into that a little bit, but I'm kind of a slave to the iPad right now. Like 
yeah. physically sketching that stuff out. Like I need to, I need to really sit down and figure out, a, you know, uh, what is it? Illustrator. Yeah. 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 Illustrator. Yeah. I feel like that's a, that's a bottleneck that I've got cause I'm stuck to the iPad. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Illustrator's cool. Um, but honestly, I mean, even that illustration stuff, like I know so many people that just do the illustrations, um, and like for like t-shirt graphics and different stuff like that and then they don't even like do much with logos and then if they do stuff with logos it's still that same style just a little illustrated and it does work for logos like depending on who you're making stuff for like like farms and like smaller companies or like like outfitters and different things like that, like more illustrative logos, like can definitely work for them for sure. And like, there is ways I think to bridge that gap without either going, you know, that just a few, like, like more minimalist with kind of like the less is more approach that I can sometimes take. Um, you know, I, 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 I see people take like what you do and then still are able to translate that into a brand. Yeah. Yeah. For me, like the, uh, the crazy, really detailed, um, illustrations and stuff like that is somehow easier than like the, uh, more minimalist logos and stuff. Kind of like your t-shirt. Like you, Uh some people would look at that and they're like that, that would be easy to do. Like, you know, that's nothing. But if I sit down and start trying to come up with that kind of stuff, dude, I will rack my brain for hours to get it right yeah. like it is so hard <laughs> so hard yeah. to make something that's actually you know simple like as minimal as possible but getting the point across and still being appealing you know really Ooh. really hard to do but you do a good yeah. job at it like all the stuff like Thanks. scrolling through your instagram i love it man you like yeah just like you'll take just a font or something and nail it and make it look so good and it's clean yeah, I actually got Thanks. your I actually got your page pulled up. I was I was digging around oh, looking sweet. at a few things beforehand. Do you ever do um, you ever do any physical art stuff like that? No, honestly, not much. Like I've been doing graphic design for so long. Um, I mean, I I I started like a full time gig. Uh, I went to, uh, like when I was in high school. I started doing graphic design and like it just immediately knew that's what I was going to do and just haven't quit since. So I went to a two year trade school, just wanted to get in get out, get a job. And then I was a full time graphic designer by the time I was 20 doing like vehicle wraps. Yeah. Um, and I did that for like four years and then bounced around to different, uh, print shops. So, um, what's the experience like working at a print shop? Um, like I was still just designing, um, but then the other thing that's really interesting that has helped me a lot is that you have to prepare the vector files in Illustrator into printable, and like, like you have to break everything down, uh, and that could be like a really uh, like detailed piece, and then separate it all so that the printers can use it. So. With that knowledge, I get to like kind of translate that into how just my designs are going to work for other people in general. Um, so, and then it also teaches me how to break down and then build back like vector imagery and um, like what you, like 
I don't do much art because my, my brain at this point is so used to creating art digitally. Like, yeah. I, if you asked me to sit down and draw you something really good right now, I would have such a much more difficult time trying to figure that out than drawing it on a computer screen with a mouse and clicking. Like, yeah. It's just how my brain works now. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's that's crazy to me that you um that you use the mouse like that to draw stuff. Because I've yeah. I've kind of tried, you know, like whenever we come up with like a few of our logos early on, I didn't have an iPad or anything like that. It was mostly um I think I think what I actually did was I drew it on a sticky note. I took a picture with um Adobe Capture. Mm. And then I put it in Inkscape, which is like a free, you probably know what that is, like a free version of Illustrator or whatever. Okay. And once you get in there, like you trace the bitmap or whatever, then you can kind of tweak the edges and stuff, copy and flip it or whatever. And, you know, I created the logo that way. After I got the iPad and the Apple Pencil, I started going wild, man, and just like drawing all kinds of designs and stuff. Because I like it, you know. Mm -hmm. You think of that stuff in your head and you want to come up with it. I think I seen um, on your Instagram, was it, it was something to do with elk that you sold like one of your designs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was um, something I was going to ask you. Do you like, do you come up with designs and like already have them done and then like people can um, shop it or whatever? Boys, quit it. Um, <laughs> I don't do that too often. Sometimes, Moose, get off. I'm going to get them out of here real quick. Oh, you're good, man. Moose, get out of here. Having a canine canine difficulty. Yeah, they they watch the dogs from the window up here. Moose, what are you doing? Come on, get out of here, boys. And then, like, they just want to protect the house. Yeah. Um, They weren't even in here. They barged through the door to come in because they heard me talking earlier. Um... Sorry, what was the question? Um, I was asking you about like uh, that elk design that you sold and saying like, you know, that you do you ever just like draw stuff yeah. or, you know, come up with things and then kind of put it on market like people shop it? Um, so the, the cool part about that logo was that I kind of got double paid for it. Um, I don't sometimes like when I first started, I used to make stuff just for myself to fill my portfolio with like I would just have something that I was kind of making on the side and be like, okay, like I could make that into its own brand, just give it like a name and this, that, and the other thing. And then I'll throw it up on my website and then people think I did it for an actual company. Yeah. Um, but, and like I sold a few that way, but with that one and this is how, like, I don't need that stuff for my portfolio anymore because there's enough in there. So that one, like when I do logos, I typically give people either two or three different concepts and then, any concept that they decline, I still have ownership over. So yeah. they pay me to do those designs and then any ones that they decline, I can turn into whatever I want. And then, um, it, in that case, it, I would turn that into like a brand. And then this guy who's creating like, uh, literally the perfect fit for what I was hoping it would get sold for was like a public land, uh, like elk tag draw app. Yeah. essentially so yeah he he just reached out to me found it online and then it, it was yeah it was awesome it was kind of a big surprise for me i was glad to sell that one because that was like one of them that was my favorite one that i wasn't being used at the moment yeah 
Yeah, that was cool, man. I, I seen that and I was like, oh, okay. I, I didn't realize that, uh, I didn't realize anybody done that. Like, you know, kind of just coming up with things and essentially putting it on market or whatever. I didn't know if like you specifically had a landing page with different things on it, you know, like, hey, you can buy these or whatever. Or like you said, you know, he just reached out and was like, this one's awesome. I want it. You know, <laughs> so he grabbed yeah. it. That's cool. Yeah. So with like what you do, you, um, I'm sure you do like just logos for people, but you also mm-hmm. will do like complete blowouts on branding, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Like, yeah. I got you. Web design and things like that. Do you fool with anything of that nature? I do. Um, I mean, I would not call myself like a, I mean, I can design a really nice website, but I'm not like, I don't have any like coding knowledge or any like crazy, uh, like builds. Um, I, I've done like a few like pretty intense ones that have like calendars and booking and um, like all that good stuff. But I, I I still use those like third party hosting sites. Like I use Wix a lot to make um so that like the customers they can go in and then change some small stuff here and there if they need to. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, anything if it relates design, I can pretty much figure out a way to get it done. Um, and then I have a lot of people in my network, um, that work with similar companies as I do. So, um, if need be, like, I can always try to find somebody that like fits the scope of what they're looking for to get done. I gotcha. Um, yeah, Yeah, that's cool. Um, I'm looking at your page right now. I see this, uh, packaging, like the, the coffee stuff like that. Uh huh. Super cool, man. Do you, um, Let me ask you this. What's your favorite logo that you've ever done? Like, do you have one that just sticks out the most? Like, man, I freaking killed it on that one. Honestly, and this is because I haven't had one that I liked for myself until the one that I have now. Yeah. It might be my favorite logo. I've never liked my logo until the one that I just recently did um, that I did the whole rebrand for in I think I rebranded in October um it just like the perfect fit um yeah I like uh, it just thanks I got it pulled up right now I like your I like your colors on your website like that that navy and then uh that's something I need to work on um like a lot of stuff like if I do commissions and things like that like the Mm -hmm. uh skeleton illustrations and stuff I have a hard time trying to find like a good color for the background and like mm. there's there's some there's some like trick you know like with with your color like i love it and that's the color like one of the colors like i'm talking about it's kind of like a flat um it's just like something that nobody else has ever used you know what i mean like you don't yeah. see that color anywhere else and it it makes it pop like the uh i guess it's kind of like a teal blue that that is the actual deer like uh-huh. a little bit darker than teal, but it, like I'm saying, like it's super original and that's crazy yeah. that you can do that with colors, you know, because yeah. you would feel like every color has been used for something or you would associate that color with some other brand, but you don't uh-huh. like it stands out on its own. It's crazy too, because I mean, there, there's, I mean, there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that probably use that same exact color, but then the way that you combine that with the other colors and then the ways that you combine that with the fonts and then, you know, any imagery that you have, like 
it all tells a completely different story. You think if, like, you go in and have, like, this formula of me doing this, 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 and that, like, it's going to turn out this way, but, like, you kind of don't know how it's going to turn out until it's all together, and that's just, like, like, I could type in that color code and find hundreds of other people that use it and it would look completely different than the way that I use it. It's just the way that you can get everything to kind of mold together and that's yeah, essentially branding. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's uh, something I need to work on personally is, um, you know, like different background colors and just I don't know. I feel like I've done, I've done a good job of that a time or two, mm-hmm. but I feel like everybody else is better. And I don't know about you, but like anytime me personally, like if I make something, I do an illustration or whatever, I'll get done with it. And I'm like, cause there's nothing, there's nothing left that I can do to tweak it. Like I've, I've went as far as I can go with that specific illustration or whatever. I'll get done with it and look back and be like, this sucks. I hate it. <laughs> this is yeah. terrible. And then I send it to the person that commissioned me to do it. And they're like, Oh man, this is the best thing ever. You know, like they love yeah. it. Like for me, like I'm never satisfied with anything that I do. Like I always feel like it's trash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I think I used to feel like that a lot when I was starting out because at that point, like, yeah, I, I just didn't know how much like people would like some of the stuff that I would do. And I'm always like hypercritical of myself. Yeah. So I'm always trying to put out like the best thing, like no matter where I'm at, I, I, I'm trying to put out work like the best designer, the most popular designer that I follow on all the Instagram with like 500,000 followers. Like I'm trying to put out work that like competes with that. Like, yeah, but, uh, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. More times than not, people are going to be stoked. Um, and then you kind of just realize you just figure out at a point what is going to get people stoked. And then like, you just kind of run with it at a certain point and yeah. just be like, all right, like I know this is good. And <laughs> it kind of just, it takes a while and it definitely takes a while to get there, but it, it, it definitely happens over time. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of fun with those, um, those illustrations, which is why you, you followed me or found me in the first place was the one that mm-hmm. I done. Did you say it was for Ted or was it for yeah. Grant? Okay. Ted. Yeah. That, that was the first one. So, I just kind of had the idea and I like Ted, you know, so I yeah. shot him a message. I was like, Hey man, like I, I done this for my brother, which is on like one of our t-shirts. I was like, can I do it for you? And he, he fired back like instantly. He's like, yeah, go for it. You know? And he sent me nice. the picture that he wanted, but yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty wild. And then Grant hit me up right after that, which is Ted's friend. And I knocked one out for him. And I, I just from like the first one to the second or third one, I got leaps and bounds better at it, like instantly, yeah. you know, because you spend so yeah. much time just doing the first one, you know, like you figure out a lot of different little tricks and things like that as far as like shading on the skeletons and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, that that makes it. Like one of my favorite things to show people, um, like friends and family that are around, is turning off the uh, the layer that has all the shading and stuff. So like yeah. you turn it off and it's just like the flat shapes and colors and stuff. And then you turn that on. They're like, wow, that's awesome. You know, that's yeah. what, that's what makes it pop. You, you should ever... turn those, uh, you should turn those videos into like Instagram reels. So other people can see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea, man. I could screen that... record and just like flip back and forth. Yeah. 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 And then do it like with some, like that 
some pre-mixed background sound that's like a template already that somebody makes where it's like sound like this music kind of sounds like a dud and then it just drops and then it's like oh sick. <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good idea dude that's a really good idea and my my thing is um i've got like so many side projects that i have a hard time keeping up with like the art side of things and like actually pushing mm-hmm. that and trying to grow my personal account because for the longest time my personal account never got touched it was completely dead and all I did was full with our uh, you know video account like get lucky outdoors but yeah I'm leaning into it more I'm having a lot of fun with it so I think I'll I'll keep riding it for now that's cool yeah well I I, I struggle with that too um Cause like I told you, like my brother, he's a taxidermist and then I do my designs and then him and I both come together and do like our leather crafts and stuff like that. Um, but him and I, there are times where it's like, okay, like we gotta, we gotta quit the side projects and then just like focus on the main thing. Like there's nothing we can, like, it's just the way that it's gotta be right now. Yeah. Um, it gets tough cause like you want to keep everything moving, but sometimes it's not possible, especially when you got like your money makers yeah um yeah yeah you hate to divert focus you know off of what's actually keeping the lights on and stuff like that yeah it gets tough for us because like the thing that like we want to have fun with ends up like stressing us out and then yeah uh, like we're not doing as good of work there so it is tough to get that balance lately like i've been just fully focusing on my own stuff and he's been fully focusing on his own stuff and it's been interesting because, like, because we've done that, we've taken everything that we've worked on so much farther than before. So, like, it, it, it's interesting. Like, I, I do, I mean, I run a full-scale business, so I also have, like, a lot of, like, little things running within the business, too, that are kind of, like, side projects, I guess you could say. So, yeah, what always helps me is just trying to get just a list down of all that you're working on and then kind of organize it a little bit and like kind of just look at it and see, Hey, like I, if I'm going to do these things, like I'm going to be doing too much for these things over here. Like I got to kind of figure out how to narrow it in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm like super scatterbrained, man. I'll be, I'll be in there sitting down doing like a commission art piece for somebody. And then like, I'm like, Oh, I need to, I need to go put this out. So I run back in here and I'm like doing something then back. Like, (laughs) I'm just all over the place so bad. And I've always been yeah. like that too, but we're making it, you know, we'll get there. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's exactly how I am. Like I have like pretty, <laughs> a pretty hectic form of ADHD that like, uh, like medicated and everything. Like it's hard for me to be like in a straight line yeah. more times than not. And then like, once you get excited about something, everything that you were working on five minutes ago, just goes totally out the window and oh yeah, it's exhausting. <laughs> yeah. The other day I got really big into uh, a sketch I was doing for like a t-shirt for somebody and I put it off for a really long time. And I don't know if you, you ever, or if you can relate to this, but I put it off for a long time, like trying to let my mind come up with like what I wanted. And then when I finally sat down to do it and I got it to the point to where I was starting to lock it, dude, next thing I know, (laughs) 
it's like three hours later. The design is completely done. I was like, what just happened? You know? And I I missed like calls and all kinds of stuff because I was so (laughs) freaking lasered into that thing that I was doing. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a good place to be. Sometimes it gets hard to get there. Yeah. Um, But I don't know when I, when I'm doing stuff like that, that's when I know I'm doing the right thing though. Like, yeah, those things that like pull you like out of, I don't know what's happening around you and just like right into the present. Like that's a pretty, it, it, it doesn't happen all the time. So it is nice to get to hang on to those things. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome when that happens. Like I'll, I'll forget to drink or eat for hours, dude. You can just be <laughs> sitting there grinding on something before yeah. I even realize it. And then somebody's calling me like, I thought you were going to be here 10 minutes ago. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll get that way. It's hard because like, I typically tell, like, if people have to call me and they're setting up a meeting, I'll typically be like, all right, here's my number. Call me at this time just in case, like, I start working on something and, like, I'm really deep into it. And, like, half the time, like, my clients, 95% of my clients are not local to where I live. Like, all of my clients are across the country, mostly, like, California, Colorado, those big like outdoor states like Montana and stuff like that. Um, so like they're call- like, they're calling me from different numbers all the time. And like half the time I'll pick up and not even know it's a customer and it's yeah. already like a scheduled meeting time. Yeah. And I'm like, hello, this is Doug. And they're like, yeah, dude, like it's chase. Like <laughs> we've been talking for weeks. Like what's up? <laughs> we planned this a week ago, dude. Yeah. Yeah, when you called me and I seen uh, my personal number was ringing, I was like, who the heck is this? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm the same way. I'm, I'm so bad about that stuff. And I need to I need to work on it and get a little better. Um, something I was going to ask you is, uh, do you turkey hunt much up there? Yeah. Um, we do. I definitely don't go. I don't get as involved with it as I do with deer hunting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we definitely get out. Um, it's just like, it's hard cause it's a busy time for me with work around the time that that's going on. And like, at that point, like now I'm working with bigger companies. So like they're trying to get stuff done before other seasons start. So yeah. like a lot of companies are thinking, okay, like, and sometimes like, like last spring I worked on like some t-shirt designs for a company that was not going to release those t-shirt designs until the spring of 2024. Wow. And that was last year. Yeah. So like that was two years out from the time that they were going to get released. So like for me that like, that's like, that's like when a lot of people start reaching out. So around um, springtime. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm already kind of like, still trying to catch up on some of the money that I lost because I, when it goes into whitetail season, like, <laughs> like, I think I did like 75 sits this year. Yeah. Like it. Oh, and it. like, I, I run my own business. So I, I, when I want to go hunt, I just, all right, like I'm out, like I'm going hunting. Like, yeah. As it should be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's why like I do this is so I can whitetail hunt, but turkey hunting out here, it, it it's good. Def, like where I live, uh, I mean, I, I kind of moved more towards like some mountainous areas. So like it's better out where I am now than where like I grew up. But um, I've never gotten a turkey myself, um, but my brother has. 
My yeah. brother's a freaking good hunter. <laughs> <laughs> so, like with us, um, the deer hunting, like in our specific area, is not that good. They're here, and you can find them. Like if you find some, you you got them. Like they're there. You know, it's like that okay. one spot. But if you go 200 yards over here, especially like if you're not in the rut, like you're not going to see anything. Now yeah. up in northern Kentucky, the population is so dense. Like you see deer almost every time you go. It's still it's still hard to get on a big buck, but you know, it's a lot easier to hunt 50 sits when you're still seeing does or something at least every single day. You know, rather yeah. than around here, if you're hunting a specific buck, you might hunt. 20 times before you even see a a deer and it might not even be him when you finally do see one oh my gosh but now (laughs) turkey hunting here is really good like oh wow yeah dad got us started into turkey hunting forever ago like that's that's dad's thing he's a big deer hunter too but he's a huge turkey hunter like the the dude tags out like every single year on uh, at least growing up like public land he just smacks them down like every year and he kind of like instilled that in me and my brother so we're we're like i don't not saying i'm awesome at it but like we're pretty good at it you know we usually tag out and um i think i think i went from the time i started which was like around nine or ten until i was probably 22 it was whenever i had my my daughter that i think that was the first year that i didn't um i didn't tag out on turkeys Mm. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, the, the turkey populations out here aren't what the deer populations are. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely is a, a different ball game, for sure. Um, but it's cool. I mean, the one thing that was cool with the turkeys was when we went to go elk hunt this year in Colorado, it felt a lot similar. So yeah, um, and yeah. that was... That, that was cool. Um, so that kind of, just that experience kind of is like, okay, like, turkeys are a pretty incredible animal. I mean, I always knew that they were, um, but to, like, see just, like, those translations and, like, the ways that they live, like, yeah, um, it's just, it is, it's cool. I, I hope I can get into it more this year. I just don't, I, I, it's like the one, it's, if there's hunting that I'm going to, like, push off it's everything but deer really yeah like i always have a chance like i can push turkey hunting off and i might do it i just don't know (laughs) yeah i'm kind of the same way so which i mean you you know how it is like turkey season's only four weekends i think in kentucky like springtime okay they've got it in the fall but it's not the same like i I don't want to i don't even want to hunt them unless i can call them in you know and have them gobbling and strutting stuff like that uh the fall i just I mean, if I'm up there in the tree stand with my bow and one walks by, like, I'll shoot it. But <laughs> I don't specifically go chase turkeys, you know, unless it's springtime. And even then, yeah. I'm not as into it as I am the whitetail deer hunting. Do you do you bow hunt a lot or mostly rifle? Uh, Like 99% of the time bow. Yeah, that's uh, me too. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I grew up doing the rifle thing, and I'm just like, hunting this late in the season like if you get started if you just rely on rifle like you're never gonna get deer yeah like and that's how i mean i'm sure it is where you are too like there's so many hunters that do that like you don't see anybody until rifle season starts opening up and you're just like what what just happened yeah yeah it's insane um there's actually like a really good piece of public uh not too far from me and 
I say really good because there's big deer there, but the population, like I was saying a second ago, it's just here. Like you, you either find them or you don't. But dude, I hunted this piece of public from the time season came in September, like right off the bat. And I used so much vacation time and blistered that place. And then like, as soon as rifle season comes in or muzzleloader, like anything like that, you, you can't even get in there. Like there's not even yeah. a pull off available and you look around and it's just like pumpkins everywhere, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure it's the same way up there. <laughs> oh yeah. That, I mean, that's why I started getting into, uh, like bow hunting. Um, just because like it was so limited. Like I spent, I probably went out probably seven from the time I was 16 to the time I was 26. I probably went out for like seven different rifle seasons. Yeah. And then my family was like, yeah, we've been slowly getting into like bow hunting and, um, like someone had an extra like crossbow that I could use. So I just kind of started figuring out on that. And then last year I upgraded and got my own compound bow and, that yeah. I, I love shooting that thing so peaceful like yeah. everything about archery season is so peaceful because good weather you know you got a little bit of yeah. when, when does your all season come in um like the first saturday in october okay yeah so kentucky's uh, is the first saturday in september so we get yeah. like one month of just scorching hot <laughs> mosquitoes like landing all over you weather and then you know like from the whole month of october man that is my favorite month out of the year it's magical because you know they start making rubs they lose that red summer coat their necks are swelling that sort of thing plus you like start seeing scrapes pop up and stuff like that i usually like i usually try to kill a couple does like really early with my bow and then if i get a couple does down and have meat i just go go all out you know on deer or like a yeah. big buck from there on out yeah yeah that's kind of the way that we do it too it would be nice to be able to hunt in september like when we did our elk trip we met our buddy uh we drove to kentucky because it was literally on the way like didn't even like add any extra time to go pick him up and uh <laughs> like it was that first week I think it was the first weekend in, in September and he was like, yeah, deer season just opened up. And then we were all whitetail hunters and like, we were almost being like, should we just stay a day down here and just like <laughs> get a tag real quick and just hunt for a day just to like, yeah. just to do it. Cause we're here. And yeah. we're just like, no, we got to go out. We, like, we got to get the elk. We got to go figure out elk and stuff. <laughs> but it, it was, it was definitely tempting. It is sweet that it opens up out there so early. Yeah. So the elk hunt that you went on, was that archery or rifle? That was archery. Yeah. Anybody do yeah. any good? Um, so we didn't get, we didn't, the elk were not bugling. It was hot. Um, and we did see two big bull elk. Yeah. Uh, and then they, they headed in a different direction. Then we could never figure it out. It was our first time out there. Um, but then two days later, my buddy did shoot a bear. He had a black bear tag. Um, so he got that. Um, and then he found the same guy found like a monster, like elk, like six by six deadhead. So yeah, it it might've been bigger than six by six. 
I so you didn't come but, back empty-handed. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. We we spent freaking ten days straight <laughs> just living in the Rocky Mountains. Like it was That's awesome. We covered a lot of ground. It was it was a great trip. Yeah. So in Kentucky, you know, like they have an elk drawing. They've reintroduced them several years back. I don't even know how long ago it's been, but they've got a decent population of them. Like in the. Uh, thick of the Appalachia mountains. Yeah. You know, it's, and is it growing every year? Yeah. It's actually doing really good. I think, I think they ran it for a few years and let them populate before they actually had like their first season. Um, okay. but they, they finally started doing seasons and they've had it ever since. And I believe that it's grown, uh, year after year, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And they're like bleeding into Tennessee and West Virginia, mm. Virginia, that, that sort of thing. Yeah, you can put in, <clears throat> you can actually put in <clears throat> for it on the Fish and Wildlife website, and I don't know how it would be out of state, but a lot of out of state guys get drawn for it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's a good thing to know. Um, oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. My buddy that lives in Kentucky, he said that he was actually been he was whitetail hunting around where he lived and actually saw like six cow elk come through. Oh, okay. Which, if I saw, I mean, we have elk out here too, um, but they're like in PA, but they're about three, four hours away. Mm. Um, and I, I've, I've seen them like, I mean, yeah, those protected elk are, can be monsters. Yeah. Um, and then they do a draw out here as well, but man, is it tough to get in, but I'm, I might have to check out the Kentucky one cause that would be sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know, cause you got the dude already down here and it sounds like he lives does he he live in eastern kentucky um i honestly don't really remember exactly where he lives yeah Um, if he's he's close to elk he has to be like down there in that southeast area pretty close to us does he talk like me (laughs) a little bit yeah that's hilarious so what's your um what's your favorite thing to favorite thing to eat as far as wild game goes um i mean i love it all like any time that i can do anything different with any piece and like it comes out and like you don't think it's wild game like you can't beat that i guess at this point i more so go for the interesting things like i got really good at like cooking uh like deer tongue yeah so um i i I got like these fried deer tongue things that uh, like pieces that I can do like a chim- chimichurri sauce with. Yeah. Um, and then like tacos and stuff. So obviously I don't get a lot of that throughout the year, so I don't get to experiment with it. I mean, it's just a small tongue. Like on yeah. a deer, they're pretty small. But um, those are cool. I do want uh, this year. I have like liver that I want to make into like like a moose, like a liver moose, um, and see how that goes. But I, I, I don't know. I've never actually eaten deer liver before, so I'm not sure. What about you? Yeah, deer liver is pretty good. Um, I've been eating it the past few years. I kind of felt bad about wasting it, you know? Yeah, but, it is a big, nice chunk of pee. Yeah, they're huge, dude, especially like yeah. out of a big buck. That thing is massive. Yeah. But I think the, the last time I cooked it... Um, the way I done it was I just blasted water down into it. So uh-huh. it gets like anything coagulated out of it. And you have to like kind of massage it or whatever and get those coagulated gotcha. chunks yeah. of blood out of it. And then 
you essentially kind of peel it or skin it, you know, so like you can take your knife and it's almost like trimming a brisket or something like that. You just go down at an angle and get all that off the outside of it. And then I just chunked it up and I think I, I think I just kind of sauteed it like minced up garlic. I honestly, I can't even remember. It's been like two years ago, but it it was really good, man. (laughs) Yeah. My favorite, favorite thing to do. I'm a taco fiend. Oh yeah. Love freaking tacos, man. What, I, what what pieces of meat do you use? Their front shoulder, the quarter. Okay, yeah, that's what I would have figured, dude. All I do is throw that thing in the slow cooker with a whole lime, just like squeeze it in there, throw the whole thing in. Yeah. A few cloves of garlic, smashed like uh, you know Mexican seasonings, whatever you got, like it'll work. And uh-huh. slow cook it till it's falling apart. And you take it and like kind of shred it all up, and I strain it, throw it on a cookie sheet, like the biggest cookie sheet I got and get it on there like real thin and like all spread mm-hmm. out and i take bacon grease heat it up and like so it's all runny and i just drizzle it back and forth over the deer meat like from one side to the other and then you nice. stick your oven on uh like broil throw it in there so like the, all that heat up top is just crisping up like the little strings and stuff on the deer meat <laughs> and then kind of flip it do it one more time and then you know corn tortillas cilantro red onions dude it yeah. is this is the best meal yeah ever. that sounds good yeah, yeah. I, i'm a taco fiend I, I would like to know the number of tacos that i've eaten just in 2023 <laughs> that's crazy um yeah one of th- those front shoulders though they're just so versatile like especially if you're cooking it down into something like that yeah. where you can like just mix it down one of my favorite things to do with those is like i do a like a general so um mm like with it and like i'll i'll take that front shoulder because more times than not they get blasted up anyway so i'm just cutting them all to pieces and i don't really care about like getting like any of like the roast from the front shoulders typically like i, I just want to use that to cook it down for stuff like like what you're yeah. doing tacos or or like nachos like getting like some stringy yeah. pieces on there um and then yeah like i just for the general so i just hit them with like a the uh like the mallet smash them down deep fry them put them in a sauce and then just put them over rice and with some like cilantro and that uh, broccoli awesome. it's so good that's one of my favorite ones yeah i need um, to explore i need to explore a few different recipes because typically for me like i just take the roasts like uh, you know anything that you don't want anything that wouldn't make a good steak I take mm-hmm. those and just like, you know, slow cook them, uh, tacos and roast or just whatever. And then anything that does make a good steak, I typically, I'll keep like one backstrap fresh. That way I can eat it before it goes bad. But the rest of it gets cut up and vacuum sealed, thrown in the freezer. And it just, I'll just say B straps on them. So like if I want mm-hmm. steaks, I grab them, thaw them out and, you know, eat deer steak for a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is pretty good. I, I always, I mean, I, we do all of our butchering and processing like ourselves. So like when I do the back straps, I just cut them down into pieces. So like there's a, every single time I slice them and pull them out of the freezer, I just have one serving each time or yeah, two servings. That's perfect. So like I don't have to worry about eating stuff too quick or getting stuck, eat like having to cook the same thing every single night. Cause I used to do that. Like I'd have like, I'd pull out half a back strap and just be like, damn, like, 
I'm not as excited about eating backstrap all <laughs> week as I would be. Like, I appreciate it way more when I only eat it like every yeah, like. That's the that's the trick for two sure. weeks. If you're going um, like if you're going backstraps every night for like a week straight, like yeah, day four, five, six, you're like again. Uh, you know? <laughs> if I was doing that with any food, like I would feel that way. Yeah, it, like I just. I, I need to change stuff up. Um, but we also, we make our own, like, sausages. We make our own bologna. Um, we do everything. Um, yeah. And, like, we make our own, like, sticks and stuff, too. I Do you know the, the brand Hunt to Eat? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I actually, like, two, like, two years ago... Um, like I just did one of those like dumb little Instagram contests where you just like tag a few people, share some stuff. And like, I ended up winning like this $400 sausage stuffer. So oh, like dang. we got that. And then like, yeah, now we have like a full shop of just like all stainless steel, uh, like tabletops. And my dad has inherited like some huge like refrigerators and stuff. So yeah, you like, set we, up. we turned his whole shop into a whole butchering <laughs> and like processing and everything. So we get together, um, like after the season's over and all get together and process our deer down this year. I think we had like 250 pounds worth of venison to all put oh, in. Man. So that's sick. It was, it was wild. Yeah, having a good place to do that yourself makes or breaks it. Like, if you're trying to do that on the countertop with, like, a cutting board the size of, you know, a plate or something, it's yeah. it sucks the fun out of it. We, um, I like summer sausage really good. Take, okay. like, big multi-grain crackers and stone ground mustard. You know, huh. cut a slice of summer sausage, put it on the cracker, a little bit of mustard. And that, like, what I've been doing is... I'll I'll keep a few roasts and things for like tacos and I'll keep steak meat stuff like that and anything I don't want to fool with I we actually have uh, some Amish people like not too far from here that have like their own butcher shop and if you debone it yourself and bring it to them it's so cheap and they'll do like yeah I took like <laughs> I took like two halves of a deer which you know equals one I took that much to them and got burger for like chili things like that and the rest summer sausage and i think the total was like 70 dollars or something insane nice. yeah. yeah so like it's kind of crazy kind of crazy not to like especially smoking the sausages and stuff because i just i don't have time to you know really sit down and do it like yeah. i wish i did yeah yeah we're, we're like my dad loves smoking so he just we leave after we've processed everything and then he just sits at the smoker and just leaves it running for a while and that's awesome that's nice but i i mean i grew up like i have amish around me too so like there have been times where my family hasn't been around and i've taken i've taken a whole deer there i mean i, I obviously i feel dressed it and stuff but i took a whole deer there and then i'm like okay like don't package it or do anything special with the meat. Just chop the meat down for me. Put all of like the burger meat and all the extras. Uh, just like give it to me. And like they did all that, like skinned it and everything. It was like seventy five bucks too. It was yeah. awesome. So cheap, man. So cheap. Yeah. They. Uh, I don't know how your brother is, but does he does he ever get deer from the Amish? That's like been caped out by those guys. 
Uh, like for taxidermy? Yeah, so like Joe Bob kills a deer, takes it to the Amish, they process yeah. it for him, then Joe brings uh, his deer head. No, I don't think, no, he doesn't. He he just gets him by the people that have filled the tag. Okay. Yeah, so like dad, you know, my dad's a taxidermist too, and he's been one for like 28 years or whatever. Um, He absolutely hates getting anything done by the Mennonites. So, like, people bring their bucks, and they'll have, like, just huge gashes, like, in their neck oh, and yeah. stuff up in here, you know? And, like, they leave big hunks of meat on the skin. So Dad, like, he's out there <laughs> gropping, like, cutting off the chunks of meat. He despises Jeez. them, dude. It's so funny. Have you uh, have you done any taxidermy work with your brother at all? No. No. Um, no. He's so far ahead of anything you'd just be I, in the way i could even <laughs> yeah for sure that's how that's how it is when like i do my stuff he does his stuff and like my dad does his stuff it's like if anybody jumps in they're just kind of in the way yeah um i don't i don't really have any desire to learn like what he does like it's cool and stuff like but yeah he'll do it for me so <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah um, i got way too much are. stuff I get uh, I got too many hobbies. I don't even need, need to start a new one yeah, for sure. The same way between between flipping video games and gosh, hunting YouTube, all the crap that I do, man. Like I'm yeah, I'm wrung out. It's all I got, you know. Yeah. But luckily, to our dad's a taxidermist, he's always you know he's always done our deer for us. Like we don't ever nice. <laughs> don't ever pay for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sweet. Yeah, I did like my brother's like website and stuff, and I'm just like. Like, when the time comes, like, and I want something cool, just, like, don't pay me for the website. Just give me, like, some cool taxidermy stuff. And yeah. Yeah, he does, uh, he he always does a good job. He always likes to take it, like, when he does stuff for me, takes it the extra, extra mile. Yeah. To, like, really make it good, too, so. Yeah, um, that's, that sounds like yeah. Dad, kind of like what he does for us. He, um, like, he'll put, like, the special eyes in them and stuff that, like, actually show the white in the corners and. You oh, know, cool! He goes, he goes all out on them for us. Nice, yeah, that's nice to have for sure. I could, I, yeah, I, if I didn't have that in my family, I don't know, I'd probably just be like throwing them in a bucket to Euro Mount and then pulling yeah. them out, and it looks half-assed by the time you get it hung <laughs> up on the wall. Yeah, it's still like a piece, piece of beef jerky hanging on the side <laughs> of its face or something. My, my dad just tried figuring out how to do that. Because uh, he he does like to dabble with a bunch of stuff, and he gave me a doe that I shot out behind his house this year, and there was like a nice little piece of jerky on the inside <laughs> of its eye still. <laughs> That's hilarious. So what's yeah, your what's your dad do? Uh, he's he's always kind of like ran his own like landscaping business. Now he oh, does like sick. seeding and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, we've always pretty much the only thing our family really knows how to do is just their own thing (laughs) yeah there's a lot of similarities between us um you know like dad he's always been a taxidermist and you know that kind of dries up through the summer because he primarily just does white-tailed deer he'll do like maybe one or two turkeys and then a few fish or something like that but generally like he's the deer guy for our area like everybody Mm -hmm. that wants them done good typically brings them to him so like in the summertime us growing up i I only went to um public school for a little bit and then they pulled us out we started homeschooling 
dude, we homeschooled for like a year. And then it was just work with dad every day <laughs> after that. Like we didn't do any schoolwork at all. Yeah. I ended up going to college and my mom like made, made a high school transcript that's a little bit fabricated. You know, so I could get into college, and uh, I've done really good other than the math. Like, that was the only thing, like, tr- yeah. trig and algebra, stuff like that. I had no experience with it. So that kind of that kind of shot me in the foot. But, daggone, I could build a barn. <laughs> nice. Yeah, like, Dad That's used to get awesome. us to, uh, he'd help us, or get us to help him skin out deer heads, and we built barns, remodeled houses, just all that. That's all we ever done, dude. And he uh, <clears throat> he's almost always been self-employed. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's definitely very similar to what we do. Um, yeah. Did your dad squeeze we, you guys for free labor growing up? <laughs> yeah, since the time, since I was like 10. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I did so much mulching. Like, <laughs> Dude, I'm like a professional mulcher and I haven't even touched mulch. I know I could go out and mulch a bed like a crazy person. Yeah. Like, it would look so professional right now and I haven't touched mulch and like... 20 or not 20 like 10 years probably that's hilarious like, that mowing yards all Dude, the time seriously mowing yeah that's crazy that's what my dad does in the summertime nice yeah man growing that's up funny. freaking weed eating all day and yeah. he would pick up like a few uh landscape jobs if it was pretty much if somebody asked like he, he didn't announce it or like actually pursue it it was like hey will you mulch my flower bed or will you redo this or whatever we would do it but yeah man growing up all summer long all the kids at school are like pumped ready for summertime me and my brother were like oh god please not summertime because <laughs> it's time to flip and work man yeah 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 that's what we did uh my parents they uh they were divorced so we only had to do it like every other weekend but oh, okay we- I knew when we were going into those weekends that I was going to be working my butt off pretty hard. Yeah, he's drinking Gatorades, getting pumped. <laughs> yeah. Getting ready to grind with Dad. Yeah, man, that, that's that's hilarious, like the amount of similarities there growing up. Yeah, Dad used to pound us for that stuff. I remember my first turkey gun was, uh, the deal was, he was like, you, you weed eat all summer, I'll buy you a shotgun. So all summer long you know weed eating and he, he got Which, me to chug really that that really equates to like one week of weed eating yeah i know man it's like a 50 cents an hour or like 25 cents an hour dude because <laughs> the gun was only like 250 bucks in the first place yeah that's crazy i wouldn't trade it though it was uh yeah makes you who you are you know yeah for sure some of the coolest yeah. people i know um you know, they they worked hard growing up. Had dads like self employed, making them work with them, things like that. Yeah, yeah. It's probably just forcing myself to get through. That's probably why I can figure out ways to do it now, and I like what I do now. So it's really not forced, but it definitely are times where I'm just like, man, like I could be doing something else right now, but you just kind of have to sit down and just be like, all right, like. I just got to get through this. Yeah, grind and, it out. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> it's really nice yeah, when you sit helps. down. It's nice when you sit down to like grind on something like that, like what we were talking about earlier. You you kind of dreading it to begin with, but yeah, like you hit that spot where you're just you know you're into it because it starts going the way that you want it to. You know, yeah. And that's yeah, so I, I think 
I think a lot of like when it, at least for me like when I know I have something big ahead that needs to get done I think like the dread for me is really just fear like just that just hope that I can do it I always yeah. figure it out but like I don't know <laughs> you never yeah. know what's going to happen at any time and then like people are paying me so much money to like do these things that are literally trying to get their businesses off the ground yeah, so it's man. like it's kind of scary. I mean, at this point, yeah. Like, at this point, I'm like, like, I can do stuff pretty confidently and, like, quick and, and all that good stuff. So, But every time that I do dread going into something, it more is just, like, fear-based on, like, okay, like, am I really going to be able to do this? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, people will reach out to me wanting a commission. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of starting to get out of it because I've had so much positive feedback. Like, I've never had anybody be like, you know, I paid you for this commission. It sucks. I don't like it. You've done a bad job. Like yeah. anybody that I've done something for up until this point, at least, you know, everybody, everybody seems to like it enough, but like dude starting out, like when, when I first started taking in some commissions, people were like, Hey, I'll give you, you know, how much do you want? I want that. Like, and they actually send you the money beforehand. I'm like, Ooh, you know, I got to pull yeah. this off now. <laughs> yeah yeah for sure yeah it's definitely difficult especially when it's something like you create like it comes from your brain and yeah all that good stuff but the best part is once you see it going somewhere and then it's just like okay like i am like that's like a drug at that point yeah. like that's where you hit that point where it's like all right like i'm gonna i'm turning this into something pretty cool and i'm having a lot of fun doing it and like once you can get past that point of just like when you look at it, you're like, all right, it, it went somewhere and I'm really pumped. Like, I can't wait to see what it does. Like, I, I like, I, I, I'm just excited to get it done and see what it looks like at the end. And that's, I mean, that ha pretty much happens every time you just, yeah, that's, what's crazy. It's like, hard getting started. Yeah, every time you start, or at least for me, every time starting something new for like the longest time in the beginning, you're, or at least I'm like really freaked out until it gets to a certain point and then when it hits that point you're like okay i got this it's looking good you know like i, I feel yeah. good about it but yeah like you would think that that would kind of that would go away quick but man like it sticks around at least for me <laughs> yeah yeah it can stick for a little bit um but yeah getting started is always the hardest part it's so easy just push that stuff off sometimes too sometimes i actually purposely procrastinate because that extra worry and adrenaline makes me try even harder. And yeah. like, it's like, I've almost like gotten my procrastination down to a science of like working <laughs> in my favor because yeah. I've procrastinated my whole entire life. So now <laughs> I like, I'm like, okay, like if I push it off this long, like as long as I do it by this day, like I know there's going to be, it won't turn to anxiety yet, which yeah. is what I don't want. Once it turns to anxiety, like that's when the project can get a little wonky yeah. so like i always try to like map out like okay like where's that nice little area that sweet spot gonna be yeah you gotta you gotta push yourself right to the point of freaking out uh right, right <laughs> before you freak out you know yeah and then you can dive into it because at that point you've also already have been thinking about it yeah. it's been running through your mind so like you get to actually like bring all that stuff that you've been formulating and like seeing and when I know I have a project ahead, like I'll see things differently around, like I'll be trying to pull inspiration for that. So I'll see yeah. things that connect to it and like, it could be 
the most unrelated thing and I'm just like, oh wow, I like the way that they did that shape there, like added in that little accent. Like I'm gonna try that on this like on this part of the antler and see how it goes. Like yeah. it could be like bubbles on like the design of like a milk carton or some like liquid. Yeah, and I'm dude. like, oh wow, that could actually translate to like an antler or something like that. And then I'll be like, that's exactly what I'm gonna do for that antler. And yeah. then like I see those things through that time where I'm trying to just like build up the courage to do it. And then it's like, okay, I've seen enough. I've thought enough. I've waited enough. Let's go. Yeah. That sounds so much like me as far as uh, <laughs> like putting off, like somebody will tell me what they want or if I've got some idea like in mind of what I want to do, even if it's a video, um, like I have, I have the basis or like <clears throat> I have the, the general idea, I guess like you could say on paper or whatever. And I'll usually put it off like completely on the back burner and just let my head do the work for me. Like I don't mm-hmm. even actually consciously sit down and think like, what am I going to do with this? How am I going to do yeah. this? It just like does it for me. And then when that, that moment comes that it finally pops and you're like that, that usually whenever something clicks and I kind of see it in my head, that's when I like actually start the project at least yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I'd say so the same same for me too. Um yeah. It definitely It's a relief, isn't it? Takes, <laughs> yeah. That's like the best thing. Like when you can actually look at something and be like, Wow, like I actually do like that. Like Yeah. I mean there and there, not, yeah. Like I mean there's times where it only takes like about five minutes for that to happen. Like Yeah. I kind of set things up so like I have like a whole lot of resources like i have like this whole nice map of colors and fonts and like imagery like set up off to the side so i can kind of ha- use all these resources that i've built over time to kind of formulate like where i'm gonna go yeah um which that helps me so much yeah for sure yeah it's a it's a trip designing stuff like that's a wild experience because most people like looking at it are like, Oh wow, it's so cool that you did that. But you're like in your mind, you're like, I remember a point in my life when I was like, there's no way I can do this. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh dude. Yeah. I mean, yeah. All the time. Like I wasn't even like, I wasn't even doing like hunting stuff like two years ago. Like yeah. I just started one day and then like I'm here and, it's 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 crazy. Like I've worked with some of like the biggest companies in the world for. It probably helps and, because it's something that you know you actually enjoy. You know, outdoors yeah. type things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, it's always nice, and and that's kind of why I got into it was because when I would get on sales call, like I would, I used to do logos for tons of different like more corporate based stuff and just stuff I had no passion behind and then I was getting onto these like calls to like try to sell what I had and then I was talking to these people but they were just like people like just suits like yeah uh, you had to go through the whole corporate crap and then like I I couldn't even connect with them on a personal level so like I started getting a few like outdoor clients here and there and like you just get jump on the call and then you're just talking about the things that you like and do and yeah all Plus. that stuff and it kind of just sells itself i didn't even talk about design i'm just like i'm just being a person making sales like yeah yeah that's awesome when is, things line up like that yeah yeah that's so that's when it really switched for me and like 
I always saw people that were like designing like what I'm doing now and be like, man, that's like my dream job. And now I'm literally living it, which yeah. is insane. Yeah. If you don't mind me asking, what's some of the uh, companies you've done work for? Um, so the biggest one I, I did, I did, uh, some shirts for Sitka. Um, they're definitely the biggest by far. And like, I've got like a few other ones that haven't come into fruition yet. Um, but yeah, it's honestly like, that was about like the only one that's been like really big. A lot of the ones like I'm still working with a lot of like startups and like rebrands, like people trying to get into the competition that haven't been kind of speaking that language. Yeah. Um, so like, honestly, like a lot of the places I work for aren't really like too well known. Um, but hopefully that changes after I get back from Montana. Yeah, <laughs> that's there you like, go. that's like the main goal of me going out there is like trying to, trying to make that switch into breaking into that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, if I look back on my portfolio, I could tell you a few more, but I, I can't really think of them all off the top of my head. And like, I don't even know if the ones that I'll say are like <laughs> anybody would know what they were, but, um, yeah, there's a few, like I'll, I'll go out and I'll see the stuff. Like, it's cool because I'll see stuff around, um, like, people wearing it. And then I go to trade shows, and I'm like, hey, like, I designed that. My brother, I did a reel. I did a reel. um, This is a pretty crazy story. I made a reel about, like, just different shirts that I had designed in the past. And I was wearing one that I did, and I had ordered it so that I could show it at the trade show that I'm going to go to. Well, not really trade show, but... um, so I could show it at my booth and my brother's like, yo, you designed that. And I'm like, yeah, why? He's like, somebody bought and gifted that shirt to me two months ago. <laughs> like he got a shirt with my design on it. Nobody in that whole situation knew he's had that shirt for two months and has no clue that I was the one that designed like That's this awesome. white tail on the back of it. That's that was awesome, a pretty man. cool story. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. Stuff like that. Super, super cool. Um, I've not had anything like that um, happen much. I, you know, I've done that T-shirt for Avenged Sevenfold. That's probably the craziest thing, obviously, the craziest thing that I've done. And that's that's what got me into it in the first place. Um, I, I wouldn't even be doing it or considering it. Probably wouldn't even know you if it weren't for them uh, getting me to do that shirt to begin yeah. with. But, yeah, I've done that with them, and they actually had an event up in New York City. I went up there. And there was tons of people that had that shirt on, you know, like the neon logo that I'd done that said like trash yeah. and scattered it was everywhere. And I was talking to people that didn't even know that I was the one that done that t-shirt. Uh-huh. Yeah, and they would like find out and be like, oh, dude, that was you? You know, like, yeah, man, that's yeah. all, you know, that, that was, that was one of the coolest things I've ever done. Like that'll go down in history, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I yeah, never no, do I another can... t-shirt ever, you know? Yeah. That one. <laughs> That no, I'm sure. It. I'm sure you'll definitely do a few more T-shirts. Your style is definitely set up to do T-shirts, yeah, like, really yeah, like, well. If you can get a good plan down, um, like you could, you could knock T-shirts out all day. Yeah, that's a, that's a part of it. Like I do them for our brand, but you know, like our brand's not really that well known because it's still kind of young. Like we've only been doing it for three years, and we've only been making YouTube videos for probably two. And I don't. I know what I could do 
to make our channel grow really big, but I don't want to sell myself out to do yeah. this stuff to make the channel grow. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. could, I could do the bull crap that everybody else is doing, but I, I just have no interest in it. Like I only want to make the things that I want to make. If it goes anywhere and it sticks, it sticks. If it don't, it don't. The problem is these, flipping social media algorithms man just stomp you into the dirt i know i never know what's gonna work and what isn't like one day it's like i'll throw a post up and it'll like it'll tell me like it got out to like hundreds of people that weren't following me but then it'll show me how many people that were following me saw it and it's like two yeah and i'm like what what are you doing to me man like how why would you not show this to my followers first like that's like where the engagement comes from that you're looking for yeah and like there's like it's funky stuff and then like one time it's like if if you're just throwing up a design that's just a design without any like people's faces or like live pictures it's like not good but then i've done that recently and the last time i did that it was my most popular post for a whole month like it's so inconsistent. I don't. I I, can, yeah, you, you I, I can't. just can't figure out how to work with it. I know exactly what you mean. Like in the beginning, like when we started our channel, um, we were trying to figure out what to do to, like you know, get more people seeing it, people that's outside. But the problem is, like it just it it just don't work. You know, like you yeah. never, like you said, you never know because you'll do one thing that does really good and you'll do almost you'll do something super similar and it's just dead in the water you know yeah i know i used to let it affect me more because like when those things that went dead in the water i'm like wow like i I really did a terrible job on that design but now i just don't care yeah like now like as long as i know that i like it when it goes up and like it's the best that i could have it at that point like I'm happy with it. It, it. it is still frustrating that it doesn't get like the reach that I was hoping for, especially when it is something that you're pumped about. But I yeah. did stop giving Instagram like the ability to tell me how good my stuff was. Like yeah. I had to do a lot of work with removing that out of my brain because for a while, like my designs, like if you go back to like 2016, it's like every design I was posting always had a hundred to two hundred likes on it every single time. Yeah, like, at, like without fail. Like, and it just hit a point where I don't know. It just went real based, and then they're constantly changing the algorithm, and then doing all this back end bull crap. And yeah, it's a pain, man. It's such a pain. Yeah. And like, that's that's how we, you know essentially make money through like ad views and stuff like that on YouTube or, you know, whatever selling t-shirts and stuff like that. But the problem is like getting it out to the people, like the people that actually watch our channel, like we've got a decent following on YouTube and Instagram, stuff like that. But the people that are actually there, that like they love it. They act like the videos on YouTube are the best things ever. You know, like they're huge fans. They're super good about like, commenting on stuff and like they actually like the things we're putting out but the problem is is i know that there's a huge group of people out there that would really like the channel but youtube's never gonna show it to them or instagram's never gonna show it to them yeah 
Yeah. Well, at the same time, at least you do have those platforms because you wouldn't be getting out to those people that are already there. Yeah. Like, you will, you know, if you do keep at it, you know, the hope is that you're going to just get a few of those things to kind of break through eventually. And then, like, hopefully that happens and then people see what you've done in the past and are like, oh, wow, like, these guys actually just haven't gone unnoticed and, like, they're doing really cool stuff and they had a few, like things that went a little viral here and they already have a huge portfolio they're not just like one hit guys they just got lucky on something like yeah exactly it's about the best thing that you can hope for i mean that's kind of what i just keep going for and even if it doesn't happen like i still i don't make any money on instagram like finding clients there really at all like literally i don't get any money through there i don't find any new clients through there too often like it's most of your stuff like uh kind of just word of mouth um people pass a little bit yeah that and like seo and my website um what is seo seos like that back end like tags and verbiage it's search Search engine optimization. Oh, okay. So the words and all the back end stuff on a website that connects people through what they're searching on Google. Gotcha. So at this point, if somebody looks for like a hunting based designer, I'm like one of the top ones now. Okay. Because I went through and made my images hunting related, made my verbiage hunting related. I have blog articles that are hunting related. Um, and all that and that's i i think has helped a lot um and it's a weird one because you don't really see how much it (laughs) really like it's one of those things you can't really gauge as much like you don't see the likes or the views or that stuff like as easily but definitely now people are like oh yeah like people from texas and uh Montana or like yeah I just searched like hunting designer and you popped up and we really liked your stuff I'm like dang that's awesome because <laughs> yeah, like that's what you want for sure yeah you never know how it's like it's just like yeah it's like a kind of like a ghost salesman that's just kind of like working for you yeah <laughs> without you having to oh I mean I had to do a lot of work to figure it out but once you get it on there it's on there and then hopefully people can continue to keep trickling in yeah I love to see it man seriously like everything everything you got going on is killer I love it I hope uh I hope it just constantly and steadily grows for you. Yeah, I, I hope so too, but I really appreciate that. Um yeah. It's all just labors of love that go into every piece, so it's Yeah, that's cool what's cool about it. Man. When people appreciate it. Yeah, that's what's cool about it for sure. Do you got any any big projects coming up? Um no, I'm I'm doing some like logo designs for uh some more startup companies which are all like you know now people are looking for like a little bit more of a comprehensive package which is nice because i get to put like a nice uh big portfolio piece together but the biggest thing coming up is just that just that event that i'm going to in montana like that's what my focus is on right now and getting prepared for it seeing how it goes trying to keep an open mind for it um there's also going to be like a field the table dinner for like an exclusive, like it's kind of like an exclusive event. It was a lot more than you would probably be willing to pay for it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I ended up doing it just because I'm like at a point in my life right now where like um, I just 
I don't know. I felt like it was a good fit, and I'm just going to fully invest in this chance at going out to Montana for the first time and just trying to embrace it as much as I can. And, um, yeah, I just hope it's a good time. Hope that, like, what I'm doing out there translates to what everybody's doing, and I'm going to be doing some giveaways. I got... We, um, some handmade journals with like a turkey illustration etch that I'm going to be giving away. Okay. Um, did you see that the, the take no bull shed design I did? Yes, I did. Um, I got that etched on black yetis. Okay. Um, so I'm going to be doing a giveaway with those. And then I'm going to be like, so for people to get into the giveaway, um, basically what they have to do is just follow me on Instagram. So I'm kind of trying to get that built that way. And yeah. then once they do enter the giveaway, I also have like a bunch of stickers. So I'm going to be like, once you enter, like you can pick three of any stickers that you want here. Okay, um, cool. So I think it's a good idea. I don't, yeah, dude, I, I don't like, know. Like It sounds like you're sending it. I love it. <laughs> it's... I, I've just been planning every kind of week. I've just been kind of going a little crazy with it. Um, but yeah, that's that's from the 16th to the 18th. So I'm just trying to get ready. Like, I don't know. Like, I got my eyes set on it. And hopefully it ends up being like, I, I kind of want to get a big break out of it. So I hope I can find it there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I hope I hope you I hope you make some serious contacts with it. And it you know, it kills it. Have you thought about doing like uh, merchandise or anything? Like my own? Yeah. Um, I have, and I've done it. And just like you, man, like you're at a point where like, you know, and I've worked with so many apparel companies that I know once the brand's in place, you can almost do whatever you want as long as it translates to the brand and people will buy it. Yeah. But if that brand recognition isn't there and like people haven't gotten to that point where it's like, like it, you got to make it like a lifestyle for them first. And I just haven't gotten to that point for myself. So I, I I'm going to, for now i'm just focusing on doing that for other people and then hopefully as i keep posting stuff through my portfolio and people keep continuing to follow me based on the designs i'm doing for other people maybe i can start translating it there yeah that uh that like that that the the take no bull design i did like that was kind of like my start into like kind of breaking off into like my own like i'm gonna start doing some stuff that has my own name attached to it um but i'm also not gonna go out and just try to do my own online store again like i used to i used to do a design like that and it would get really good uh feedback online and it would get popular and get a little viral or something like that and i would immediately just go into the store this point i'm just trying to focus on continuing to just get better at my craft and once i feel like slowly i'll slowly trickle in onto it and then i'll if i ever felt comfortable like okay like i actually have some like i'm actually going somewhere with this i think i yeah. can start selling a few of these things like that's when i'll make the jump i just don't feel like i'm there yet right now yeah yeah i know what you mean we kind of started early with uh our t-shirts and stuff like that um and honestly like the the only reason we even opened a Shopify account and built out our website or the reason that I done all that is because we had we had so many people wanting t shirts and stuff. And I knew yeah. that once we made that, 
that those that subset of people would buy the t-shirts or hats or whatever they wanted and then it would kind of flop and you know sell a little bit here and there and that's that's exactly Mm -hmm. what it's done but like we didn't pull much money from that but we got the people you know we got people what they wanted plus you know people wearing our t-shirts which is cool you know like yeah i posted a i posted a tiktok of me um wearing a, one of our t-shirts all it says is backstraps and then it has the get lucky outdoors logo like on the on the back of the neck and that video got like eight million views on tiktok Whoa. yeah and we sold we sold a bunch of those backstrap shirts from that so that's that's kind of like nice. what i'm trying to do is branch out get people interested in the videos and the brand itself and yeah you know, that sort of thing kind of like you said yeah. uh-huh yeah i think there's a right t- like when you go online and like you see the companies that you want to be like obviously like those companies that you want to be they're successful so they can sell those shirts so like when you first get into it you're like oh we're gonna do this we're gonna do that we're gonna sell our own shirts like you think it's all gonna build up together but like the whole all the apparel like that's like the i've found through the years like i've done that so many times where it was one of the first things that i focused on it has to be like one of the last like yeah. because it doesn't make you any money and then trying to like get those designs together and those ideas together and then putting the money to actually get those things made without any backbone in it at all like you got to just build everything else up yeah, around nobody's going to see it like yeah you know like we 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 kind of done that really early on when we first started it same thing you know we were all gung-ho wanting to come up with these t-shirt designs and stuff like that but there's nobody there's nobody looking for it so it's not nobody's gonna buy it because nobody's looking for it how many times has like four buddies gotten together and just been like how many times you heard this oh yeah like let's just start a t-shirt brand yeah how many times like that's like the tip like, like the quintessential like Four guys get together, have a few beers, start talking about cool stuff, <laughs> and immediately just go into, like, having their own t-shirt brand. Yeah. Like, some people have done it, and, like, it works, I guess, but, like, at the same time, like, that happens, like, that's, like, I'd say that's, like, 90% of people that's probably <laughs> happened with. Like, that's an insane amount. Like, so yeah. many people try to start t-shirt brands. It's insane. Yeah, that's why, that's why I kind of pulled away with it. Like, the company that we use, it's all, the work's already done. It's there. If they sell, they sell. If they don't, like, I don't care. It doesn't matter. You know, like the options there, if people want it, I'm just focusing on like growing the podcast, growing the YouTube channel, you know, and then try to bring that smart because like, I don't, I don't even care about, you know, the t-shirt side of things as much as just putting out like funny, entertaining, good videos like on YouTube. That's, that's the goal, you know, or podcasts, whatever I'll, yeah, whatever I got going on. Yeah, man, you got anything nice. you want to plug before we we sign off? Whew. Uh, Not at the moment. I mean, the biggest thing that like I'm trying to push right now and build my connections with is Instagram. Um, so my Instagram is just Hego Design Co. Um, and yeah, that's where I primarily am doing most of my stuff and just trying to do a lot of new stuff. And I've just been like experimenting with it lately and having fun and also connecting to a lot of people um especially in the hunting and industry and stuff like as i've been like working with other brands like i've just been more, like people who follow them have like 
been following me now. So it's been yeah. like this cool little community that's kind of growing right now. So that's kind of that's the biggest thing where I'm kind of putting my energy and I'm going to be doing some like blog articles coming up that uh, translate hunting into business and graphic design and just some different ideas that I've been like those tree stand ideas that you were talking about earlier. I'm getting those into words. So uh, for the next six months, I'm going to be releasing two blog articles at least a month. Um, just kind of walking people through that journey, what it's been like for myself. And yeah, that's, uh, that's about it right now. Well, beautiful, man. I appreciate you. Appreciate you coming on and talking to me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was, it was a ton of fun. It's always nice to talk to people that are like whitetail hunters. It's yeah, always, yeah. It's so easy. Like, so, you know, yeah, it doesn't yeah, take oh much my effort. Gosh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's all based on stories and yeah, it, it, it's just so cool. I, I, anybody who's a whitetail hunter, I could just, I don't even care what their beliefs are or what this, that, or the other thing, as long as they want to talk whitetail, like that's part of my religion like yeah, that's easy. that's like a religion in my own for <laughs> yeah. myself so yeah. like yeah yeah no that was that was cool i was happy that you reached out and yeah this is a blast yeah man like i said i appreciate you coming on oh yeah, later man. yeah it doesn't yeah, take oh much effort <laughs> i mean yeah it's all based on stories and yeah it, it, it's just so cool i uh, anybody who's a whitetail hunter i could just I don't even care what their beliefs are or what this, that, or the other thing. As long as they want to talk whitetail, like that's part of my religion. Like yeah, that's, that, that's like a religion in my own for yeah. myself. So yeah. like, yeah, yeah, no, that was, that was cool. I was happy that you reached out and yeah, this is a blast. Yeah, man. Like I said, I appreciate you coming on. Oh, yeah, later. Man.